The Trump administration was on the defense yesterday as it tried to convince members of the House Oversight and Reform Government Operations Subcommittee of its plans to merge the Office of Personnel Management and the General Services Administration. The White House says Congress has little choice but to merge OPM with GSA because of OPM's financial situation. But that plan faces some tough critics. We get more now from Federal News Network's Nicola Grisco. No one raised their voice. No one yelled. But yesterday's hearing on the administration's proposed merger of the Office of Personnel Management was more of a long, healthy debate. But members on the House Oversight and Reform Government Operations Subcommittee expressed bipartisan concern for the Trump administration's plan to merge OPM with the General Services Administration. And they were especially concerned the administration hasn't given Congress a detailed cost-benefit analysis or timeline for the merger. It hasn't shared with lawmakers why GSA is the best agency to assume OPM responsibilities and manage OPM's IT systems. Margaret Weikert is the acting OPM director. She outlined many of the same financial, strategic, and structural reasons for the merger. She says OPM simply doesn't have enough resources and people to handle the mission that civil service reformers first envisioned for the agency back in 1978. OPM supports $2.4 trillion in its balance sheet covering retirement, health care, and insurance liabilities, but is supported by fewer than 6,000 employees, more than half of whom work on background investigations. Companies like Fidelity Investments with comparable balance sheets have 50,000 employees, many in IT. Notably, only 281 OPM employees do core merit systems policy work and currently fewer than 200 feds are dedicated to the technology that supports this massive balance sheet. The House subcommittee says it got 387 pages of documents from the administration about the proposed merger. 300 of them were about the move of OPM's National Background Investigations Bureau and security clearance business to the Pentagon. 30 pages were cover letters for documents given to OPM's inspector general, but not the actual documents themselves. Seven pages contained copies of emails Weikert sent to employees, but none of the emails were about moving OPM programs. Congressman Jerry Connolly is the chairman of the Government Operations Subcommittee. Here he is with Acting Director Weikert. We received a document called Pre-Decisional and Deliberative GSA OPM Merger Cost Savings Analysis dated May 2019. We got it at 12.29 today. That's one hour and... 31 minutes before the hearing began. Um, And then I was mentioning on page 19 of the qualitative business case and value proposition for the GSA OPM merger, also dated May 2019. The final sentence on page 19 in Appendix A says, the timeline below outlines at a high level the sequencing and nature of this engagement with Congress and other stakeholders and this reorganization effort, and it is blank. So that's a printer problem. A uh, lot of that going around. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, Old technology. Yeah, well, uh, if, if your purpose was to demonstrate to Congress that your technology is not working well, you have succeeded. Other oversight bodies besides Congress are disappointed the administration hasn't been more forthcoming about its plan for the proposed merger. Triana McNeil is acting director of strategic issues at the Government Accountability Office. 
Without additional information from OMB and agencies, GAO cannot assess the legal authorities the administration is relying on to implement the reorganization. Central to a successful reform is transparency and engagement with stakeholders. Questions like, what does success look like? What management challenges will the reform resolve? How have Congress, employees, and other key stakeholders participated in this solution? These are basic questions that GAO would have expected to be answered by this time. As of now, GAO has little to no evidence from the agencies to answer any of these. And Norbert Vint is OPM's acting inspector general. Yes, I do have concerns. The very basic concern is the fact that we have not been given any analysis of any sort, either alternative or quantitative data that would support uh, some of these decisions. Most of Congress's criticisms echoed the concerns from GAO and OPM's IG. Other stakeholders have the same worry. The National Active and Retired Federal Employees Association, the Senior Executives Association, and at least one former OPM director. Linda Springer served as OPM director during the George W. Bush administration. What types of documents and information would you expect on a corporate board of a business involved in a private sector merger? What, what, what would be the normal things that would have to be provided to that corporate board to justify a merger? Well, you would be looking at a, a full picture of both organizations. You would need to understand their organizational design. You would need to, organization, need to understand not only the current state, but also the future state. You would be looking at alternatives. You would be looking at things that you've asked for in your, in your previous letters to the administration about uh, uh, cost-benefit analysis, financial implications, statu an inventory of statutory and regulatory impact, and how those impact both GSA and OPM and any other entities. Uh, looking at labor management agreements, looking at uh, different integration risks and challenges, and then how to mitigate those. You'd be looking at detailed migration plans and uh, communication plans, and those are just some examples. I would just add that you haven't asked this yet, but I'll, I'll answer a question that you may be thinking. If I were on a board and I had only gotten what you've gotten so far, I'd probably fire you. Well, you anticipated my question. No members of Congress suggested they should go that far. Here's Connolly again. I will say this. I had the privilege of meeting Director, Acting Director Weikert yesterday, and I'm certainly convinced of her sincerity. Um, I don't think she has some hidden agenda. Um, we, we, I think, disagree on the analysis and on the proposed solution, and hopefully yesterday's meeting was, and this hearing is the beginning of a dialogue. But our concerns are very real. This hearing, I hope, will be a wake-up call. Our federal workforce is our greatest asset. Improving OPM ought to be a bipartisan goal. But revitalizing OPM requires careful planning and clear understanding of its problems. Successful government transformation often take long term. And they take consistent and transparent stakeholder engagement, something that's been lacking so far. Republican members, too, expressed a desire to chart a better path forward for OPM or whatever agency might manage the federal workforce in the future. Congressman Jody Heiss. Mr. Chairman, I, I really believe this does, this whole situation affords this committee an opportunity to work together in a bipartisan way. I think we 
Uh, we've got to find a path forward that uh, both protects the merit system while at the same time moves forward on an efficient and effective uh, future. What that path forward will look like, though, is still unclear. Weikert and the Trump administration say Congress has practically no choice but to reorganize. OPM faces a $70 million funding shortfall when the security clearance business moves to DOD. And Weikert says she's hopeful Congress will resolve this challenge. It's why the administration submitted a legislative proposal last week to lawmakers. Weikert is banking on Congress to move with urgency, but that's not exactly the legislative branch's strong suit. What the administration really needs is more time. D.C. Delegate Eleanor Holmes Norton with Weikert. I can understand that you're trying to do something very difficult. Uh, and you yourself are saying that many of the documents that we've asked for, that we'd have to rely on, haven't been provided us. That means, uh, Ms. Weikert, that zeroing out OPM at the end of this fiscal year would just be impossible, wouldn't it? You need more time, at the very least. I think that's a fair statement. In the meantime, members on both sides of the aisle have asked Weikert and the administration to work with GAO and others to develop more plans and analysis for the proposed OPM merger. Weikert said she would. Congress spent nearly three hours yesterday focused on OPM. But Springer says there's an agency that's been missing from this conversation so far. We haven't heard a lot about this today, but we should be looking at GSA as much as we're looking at OPM. What does this do to GSA? What does it do to their ability to deal with their own challenges, let alone take on an entirely new set of responsibilities? Nicole Grisco for Federal News Radio, part of the Federal News Network.